to Dragonfly Tales, a story podcast with me, Leo, and Emily. Hello! And each episode will tell you a story from around the world and share some fun and silly things with you. So, Leo, how's it going? It's fine, I guess. Oh no, what's wrong? I have exams next week! <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah, you have got your exams, but don't worry, you're going to be great. And as soon as they're over, you can relax and start thinking about the summer holidays. Yeah, I guess that's true. We have a real treat this episode. We have a guest teller. Hooray! Who is it? Well, it's our wonderful friend and brilliant storyteller, Maria Gillen from Cork in Ireland. Oh, Maria's fantastic. She is, and she's very much like us. She believes in fairies. Yeah, she is a lot like us then. And she loves stories about magic. Definitely. And she also loves stories about healing too. And stories that can give us wisdom. And this story that she's about to tell us is just brilliant. Would you like to hear Maria's story, Leo? Oh, totally. So here is Maria Gillen with her story, Deedle Deedle Deedle. Hello, my name is Maria Gillen and I am the Cork-based storyteller. This story goes out to my friend Emily Hannah Graysbook and her lovely son Leo. Where do stories come from? Well, this story came straight out of my dreams. All of the children in the whole village were having the same dream. This dream was full of beautiful colours. Every colour you could think of. Earthen colours and jewel colours and some colours that don't even exist and have never existed from that time forward. This dream also had a kind of music in it. Deedle 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 dum deedle 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 dum And when they woke up the children felt so refreshed and happy and could not help humming that tune as they made their way to the breakfast table They'd hum And the mothers would look at the grandmothers who'd look at the great grandmothers and they'd pass that knowing look between them. In the middle of the night, the mothers would come to the children's door, giving a gentle little knock. Come on now, they'd say. Come on, children. We have something to show you. And they'd catch them by the hand and they'd go down the dark stairs and open the front doors of the village and pour onto the streets. And there, by the light of the big silver moon and the twinkling stars, the children would make their way to the edge of the forest. They'd be a little bit nervous when the big full moon would shine through the branches and cast shadows everywhere. But soon they would be taken by excitement as the stars twinkled down on them. 
they'd follow the winding path right into the centre of the forest where they saw the big green hillock and they'd press their hot little faces to that hill and listen to mother's heartbeat deep in the earth. Deedle 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 dee deedle deedle dum deedle 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 dum. It would thrum up through the layers of earth, and the great grandmothers would say, "That's mother's heartbeat," and so it was, and so it is, and so it always should be, except, except. The great-grandmothers forgot, and then the grandmothers forgot, and the men, then the mothers being so busy typing and tweeting and on the television, they forgot too. And the children were left to wonder about this magical dream that they had. And mother became sad. Do you remember? Do you remember when mother became sad, when she cried big fat tears into the rivers of the world and the villages became flooded? Deedle 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 dum, deedle 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 dum. She cried, and nobody listened. And mother got angry. Do you remember when mother got angry? Deedle 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 dee deedle deedle dum. Deedle 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 dum. She raged as she pushed the red hot fire up through the mountain in Iceland, causing a big white cloud to ground all the plains. Do you remember it? when the world came to a full stop. And still, people talked about it and gave out about it. It's his fault, it's their fault, it's that fella over there, I'm telling you, it's his fault, they said, as they tweeted and twittered and typed and got on the television. And then mother, she decided to teach the world a lesson. Do you remember when, Mother gathered all her strength and put it into a tsunami. She pushed it towards a village and drowned that village. Do you remember? Deedle 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 dum deedle 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 dum. She raged. People listened then. People were afraid. People twittered and typed and got on the television, but they forgot to listen. Except for one little girl who lay in her bed and in the middle of the night found her feet walking down the dark stairs towards the door. She opened the front door and saw the moonlight and felt her spirit being tickled out to play. Out she went onto the street and laughed at the twinkling stars. 
But when she got to the edge of the forest and she saw the shadows that the moon cast over the ground, she was a little bit nervous. But the stars kept her going and she followed the path into the middle of the deep forest where she saw the green hillock and she pressed her little face to the green grass. And deep through the layers, she heard Deedle diddle deedle, dee deedle diddle dum, Deedle diddle deedle diddle, deedle diddle dum. And she sang back to mother in her child's voice Deedle diddle deedle, dee deedle diddle dum. And all was still. And all was silent. For that is what mother wanted. The world had remembered. So did you like Maria's story, Leah? Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. What was your favourite bit? Well, I like the Deedle Diddle song. That was great. I know, that really gets stuck in your head, doesn't it? Deedle Diddle, Deedle Diddle, Deedle Diddle. What else? I also liked how the child listened to mother and that small people can make a difference as That's well. That's right. One little child putting her ear to the ground and listening to the mother of us all, the earth. Yeah, really lovely story. So I think it's time for some shout-outs! Woohoo! Yes, I can't wait. Who have we got this time, Leo? Well, firstly, we have a shout-out to Jake and Dylan in Brighton. Hi, Jake! Your cousin! Hi, Dylan! Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening! Next, we have a shout-out to Eddie and Danny in West London. More cousins. <laughs> Hi, Eddie! Hi, Eddie! Hi, Hi Danny! Danny. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. We also have a shout out for super fans, Zelda and Kyla in California. Hi, Hi Zelda. Zelda. Hi, Hi Kyla. Kyla. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Here's a shout out to Ema and Flora in Lyon, France. Hi Ema. Hi, Hi, Hi Flora. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. And finally. Here's a shout-out to new listeners, Caval, who is eight, and Dylan, who is six, in Walthamstow. Hi, Hi Caval. Hi, Dylan. Dylan. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Oh, brilliant. And remember, if you would like a shout-out, you can either let us know in the Dragonfly Tales Facebook group or you can email us, emilydragonflytales at gmail.com and I'll put all the details in the show notes. So, Emily, what's your story? Well, Leo, my story is an old Swedish tale about a clever boy and a horrible creature. Oh, great. I love horrible creatures. And this story is quite similar to another story that you may have heard when you were little. Ooh, intriguing. Well, I'll see if you can tell me which story it's similar to at the end. So how do you think we should start my story? Well, I think we should start. Long ago, when strange creatures roamed the land. Excellent. 
Long ago, when strange creatures roamed the land, a young lad called Peter sat by his father's bedside. His father was very sick. Peter, he said, if I die, I haven't much to leave you. There's no money. Just this little cabin and what is hanging on the wall. Peter looked at the wall and there he saw hanging a long bit of good rope coiled up like a snake. I know it's not much, my dear boy, but I'm sure you'll find a use for it. His poor father seemed so weak. Oh, he needs food, thought Peter. So he kissed his father on the forehead, took the rope from the wall and a basket from the cupboard and headed off into the great forest. What's he going to use the rope for? I don't know. What do you think he could use the rope for? He needs food. <gasps> a rubber chicken? Oh, for goodness sake, you and your rubber chickens. Now, what could he use a rope for in the forest? Maybe a snare. Yeah, a snare or some kind of trap to catch small animals. Peter looped the rope into a snare. He laid it down on the forest floor and hid behind a bush, waiting. Soon enough, he heard a rustling in the trees and a red squirrel came sneaking down the trunk. Into the rope, Peter pulled it tight and placed the squirrel in the basket. Oh no, the poor squirrel! Oh, it's all right, don't worry. After that, he caught himself a fluffy bunny rabbit and that went in the basket too. That's not very nice. I like bunnies. Well, after the squirrel and the rabbit, he started to feel a bit confident. He knew that over by the shores of the lake there was a cave and in the cave there was a bear. If he could catch the bear, they'd have food for the whole winter and a nice fur coat too. He's crazy if he thinks he can catch a bear with a rope. It does seem like a dangerous thing to do. He sat down on a rock by the lake and he dangled his feet in the water as he began to make the rope large enough to catch a bear. But just then... He saw bubbles on the surface of the lake and up from the very bottom there swam a horrible, hideous water sprite. What's a water sprite? It's a bit like a troll that lives in the water. It popped its ugly, scaly head out and said, Why are your stinky feet in my water? Peter was taken aback when he saw the hideous, slimy, scaly sprite, but he kept calm. I'm making the largest snare in the whole of Sweden, said Peter, because I'm going to catch all of the sprites who live in this lake. Don't think you can escape me. I think there's a clever idea coming. He's being a bit brave, isn't he? But the water sprite was not impressed. <laughs> you think you can catch a water sprite? You couldn't even catch me. I'm too fast for the likes of you. In fact, I'll challenge you to a race right to the top of that tall tree. 
Can water sprites climb trees? I assume so. But Peter just shrugged and said, Oh, I don't have time for silly races right now. I'm busy. But I tell you what, I'll let my little cousin run the race for me. He's here in the basket and he's very, very fast. The water sprite looked suspicious but agreed. And so Peter put his hands on top of the basket and lifted the lid. Will you get ready, Leah? We're going to lift the lid after three. Right. What shall we let out of the basket? What likes to climb trees? Ooh, uh, maybe the squirrel? All right, we're going to let the squirrel out, OK? Be careful, though, not to let the bunny out. Here we go. One, One two, two, three. three. Whee! Whee! I'm holding down the bunny! Peter opened up the basket. The squirrel darted out, ran up the tree and was sitting on the highest branch before the sprite could even blink three times. That's not fair, said the water sprite. You, you didn't even give me a chance. And besides, your, your cousin might be a quick climber, but I bet I could beat you in a race across the ground. You and me, now, let's go. I told you, said Peter, I'm just too busy with this rope. I have to make a snare big enough to catch you all. Ooh, I think I know who he's going to send out now. Peter kept knotting the rope. I'll let you race against my little brother. Who do you think Peter's going to let out of the basket this time? The rabbit. OK, get your hands on top of the basket. We're going to count to three and we're going to release the rabbit. Are we ready? One, One two, two Three, The basket opened, the rabbit darted out, it laid back its long ears and sped across the rocky shore into the forest and off away before the sprite could say, Hey! <laughs> the sprite is no match for a rabbit. Your, your little brother's a, 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 quite a fast runner, said the sprite. But, um, but I'll tell you what, I bet, I bet, I bet I am much stronger than you. Uh, in fact, I challenge you to a wrestling match. Oh, said Peter. Look, I'm never going to get this snare done if, if I stop and play these silly games with you. If you want to have a wrestle, you should go and see my old grandfather. He lives up in the cave by the lake. I'm sure he'll be happy to wrestle you. Oh, that's going to be dangerous. Old grandfather in the cave by the lake. Right, I'm off to wrestle him. The water sprite squelched and squirched all the way round the shore to the cave where the bear was sleeping. <laughs> Into the cave went the sprite. It was very dark inside. Hello, old grandfather. I've come to wrestle you. He put out his webbed fingers and felt around. He could feel something furry. And warm and huge. He felt the sleeping bear's whiskers. Oi, wake up, old man. Your grandson said that you could wrestle me. And he pulled the bear's whiskers hard. Oh, the bear's not going to like that. The angry bear woke up and he roared so loud that it shook 
the whole mountainside, and he lumbered out of the dark cave, chasing the water sprite on his massive paws. Oh, no, I've changed my mind. I don't want to wrestle you at all, said the poor water sprite. And he squelched, 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 squelched all the way back to the water's edge. Your, your, your grandfather's just too strong. This is, this is ridiculous. Um, your cousin's too good a climber. Your, your brother's too quick and your grandfather's too huge. Look, wh- what do you want? What do you want me to give you to, to leave me and all the other water sprites alone? Please, please, please don't catch us in your snare. Peter thought for a moment. Hmm. I've heard that water sprites have something way down at the bottom of the lake. I bet there's a load of treasure down there. You got it. And Peter wanted it. So, I think you should dive down and bring up enough treasure to fill my hat. The sprite looked at the hat on Peter's head. It didn't look very big. All right, then. And he dove down to the bottom of the deep lake. Peter watched the bubbles on the surface. And then he turned. He cut a hole in the top of his hat and scooped out a hole in the ground. Then he put his hat upside down into it. Ooh, this is a clever plan. What do you think he's up to? I think he wants more treasure, so his plan is to fill a big hole instead of a little hat. That's it. What a tricky plan. And when the sprite came swimming up with his webbed hands filled with treasure, he poured it all, gold coins, rubies, pearls, diamonds, poured it all into the hat. And of course, all the treasure fell through the hole into the pit. That hat seems to be very big, grumbled the sprite. Well, I guess you'll just have to go down and get me some more treasure until it's full. Down went the water sprite for a second time and gathered up enough gold and jewels and diamonds in his webbed hands and poured them all into the hat. And this time, this time, the hat was filled and Peter was pleased. I bet he was. Thank you very much, Sprite, said Peter. Now you may go. You may tell the other water sprites that they are safe from me and my rope. But any time you think you might want another wrestling match, just let me know. No way, said the Sprite. If you're anything like the rest of your family, I think I'm going to stay down at the bottom of my lake from now on. And with that, the water sprite jumped up in the air and dove down into the lake. And all that was left on the surface were some bubbles. From that day on, Peter and his father lived a much happier life. With the water sprite's treasure, Peter was able to afford food and medicine for his dear father. And the two of them lived happily and peacefully in their little cabin in the forest. Clever Peter. The End So, Leo, did you like that story? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. What was your favourite bit? 
My favourite thing is how Peter thinks up these amazing plans to treat the water sprite. And one of my favourites is the one with the hat, which makes him even more rich. Oh, it's good, isn't it? I like the fact that he uses the animals to fool the sprite as well. Yeah. Imagine trying to wrestle a bear. Mm-hmm. Does it remind you of any other story? Well, it actually reminds me a bit of the Billy Goat's Gruff. That's interesting you say that, actually, because in Sweden they're quite interested in trolls and a water sprite is a bit like a troll living in a lake. Yeah. And there were definitely three things that fooled the sprite. So, yeah, a bit similar. So that's it for this episode. Thanks to Maria Gillen for her amazing story and we'll have more guest tellers coming soon. And if you are enjoying our podcast... Please, please leave us a review and if you can, make a little donation on the website to keep us going. And thank thank you so much. You have been listening to Dragonfly Tales with Emily and Leo. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another story soon. But until then, the world we live in can sometimes seem strange. The simplest thing can make a big change. Bye! Our podcast is brought to you by Emily, Leo and Andy at Dragonfly Tales. Search Dragonfly Tales on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at ndragonflytales and on Twitter at EmilyDragonfly.